1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with John. This is episode 124, and this is another interview in partnership and being sponsored by Turbuckle TV. So today uh, we've got a gentleman that uh, has been part of the wrestling business for a number of years now, um, but he's also been uh, involved in running his own promotion as a owner, as a general manager. The, the promotion I'm referring to is Wrestling 4, and I'll introduce Alex Tolbert, otherwise known as the wrestler Xander Calloway. So, uh, Alex, brilliant to have you on the Wrestling with Jonas. Podcast podcast thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview how are you sir i'm
0: so excited i love these things these are great so this is it's, it's great. It's, it gives me something else to look forward to while I'm stuck at home. Yeah. I yeah. Guess so, to talk about wrestling. <laughs> <Of
1: course. laughs> and, and I'm guessing that you you are housebound at the moment. Is that your current situation with yeah, regards yeah. to your, your self isolation and yeah, uh, and all that good stuff? Down. But um, I mean, we, we've done interviews on the Wrestling with podcast with the likes of Chantel Jordan, the boys from DNA Wrestling, David Anton, Big F and Joe, and uh, C J Carter. So it's great to add you to the list of our Turnbuckle TV interviews. But uh, it, it, great, kind of yeah. when, I, when I introduced you there. Alex I introduced you as the general manager and the owner of wrestling 4. now um, someone I think took exception on social media to to me kind of calling you the, the promoter of uh, wrestling 4. so that's yeah. a mistake I won't make again uh, but uh, it's very important to call you the, the general manager and the owner of wrestling yeah. 4. but uh, but before we start I want, I want to go back to uh, to a tweet of yours from the, from the 14th of April so only what four or five days ago and you, you said one thing I'm looking forward to about this lockdown being yeah. over Uh, the caliber of wrestling we're going to see if you handcuffed an artist uh, for this long and took away his paints for the first time um, they would do with the freedom is to create a masterpiece. So no truer words could be said than on your tweet there. I mean, I know that the wrestlers must be climbing the walls kind of all over yeah. the world all over the UK scene regarding the current situation not being able to get there and perform not being able to get out and train but uh, yeah tell us a bit about your kind of thoughts behind that tweet then Alex
0: I, I re- someone asked me on the phone they said you know like we don't know what the state of wrestling is going to be in when when we, we, it comes back um and I said it's going to be better than ever I said it's going to take a while I said there's going to be there's going to be a lull because you've got to think that people aren't earning as much money as they were, they're not going out, they might still be a little bit scared to go out. I said, but when you like and I use that example of I was like, if you if you take a, a painter's art supplies off him and tie his hands together for this long and tell him you cannot do the thing that you love, the first bit of freedom that he gets, he's gonna want he's gonna want the Mona Lisa, he's gonna want you know so I I honestly believe that's how a lot of wrestlers are feeling at the minute. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so like cuz like they're not even getting they're not even getting trained in the system. They're not even taking the bumps at a training school there. They're not doing anything. So There's no they're, gyms they're, open. There's there's no gyms. There's there's no sort of outlet for these people that are active, that are physical, that are intense. There's no outlet for them to to do the thing that they love. Yeah,
1: absolutely. so
0: when when that lockdown gets lifted and that first show ooh, yeah. it's going to be exciting.
1: Well, I, I had a conversation with Dave and Ants, the boys behind uh, DNA Wrestling last week, yeah. and, and they said pretty much the same thing that it gives, um, you know, them and the, the UK wrestling scene a, a chance to kind of reboot and to kind of reinvent themselves. But when, you know, when when the doors are open, um, you know, I think that the, the first wrestling show from any promotion around the UK is going to be an immediate sellout, yeah. and people are just kind of dying to watch wrestling, and the wrestlers are dying to entertain. So yeah. uh, that's going to be a hell of a moment whenever that happens. Hopefully, uh, not too far into the future now sooner
0: rather than later yeah, exactly I mean,
1: to try and get away from all the doom and gloom i just want to congratulate you on all the success you've had with uh, wrestling 4 thank you you've had a, a number of really successful shows i think your first show was back in uh, february 2018 so we kind of just covered the yeah. two-year anniversary haven't we um when you kind of think back if you can sum up kind of them first couple of years um as the owner of wrestling 4 and all the success and all the wonderful support you had how, how would you be able to sum that up for me
0: um to be fair, it's like, it's, it's not just me. Like it's, there's, there's two other guys behind the scenes. There's Kirk Harrison and there's a guy called H Russell. Um, uh, they're, they're the other owners, um, of wrestling Form. we're in a three way sort of deal. Um, my wife's on board. Um, she's just as passionate about it as, as we are. We've got a lot of volunteers that are all on board. Um, and I, it's, it's a wild ride with, with your mates and with your family. Um, you know, Kirk, I've known since we were both at school. Um, he's, he's older than me. He's, I like to remind him of that as well, that he's <laughs> older than me. Um, but um but yeah, he's as passionate as they come. Um, and without him, realistically, there wouldn't have been... Like, I came up with the idea and the brains about it. He was the one that put the idea forward and went, well, this is how we can do it. Um, mm-hmm. So in that sense, like I owe a lot to Kirk. So for me to be able to play owner and promoter, like it's a lot of work. I've gone into it with Kirk. Like I like I like to tell people, like he's that dedicated that he it was his birthday, his wife was in hospital and had just had twins, um, and he was sat in the hospital on his birthday, baby, baby, typing out like company's house registering us as a business um you know getting us you know everything that we need to to be where we are Incredible. um h is when it comes to design he's a genius and stuff he designed our title um and he, he says he doesn't do much on the day and i'll, I'll agree with him but no he's, <laughs> he's, he's key and like there's when it comes to like getting places set up and getting the ring set up and stuff like that the bloke is just on the ball and he's 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 hammers away at it and stuff like that. Which is valuable for me as well because it leaves me free to worry about the other aspects of promoting. Yeah. Um so like I know Kirk's got the business thing down, I know H has got the setup down, you know, my wife's sort of like patting me on the back going, Don't have a heart attack, don't have a heart attack. <laughs> and um, it gives me just the freedom to to be Everywhere they don't need to be. So It's a fantastic team effort. It
1: sounds yeah, like a fantastic team surf. effort. And everybody's Massive got their surf. own role and know uh, what part they play in it. But um, yeah. before, before we get kind of deep into your career and wrestling for, let's talk about you as a wrestling fan then, because you, you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't a wrestling fan, let's be honest. <sighs> no. Can you remember the first time you clapped eyes on pro wrestling? Yes. Uh, w- w- when your world was changed forever and wrestling came into your life?
0: I remember being a young boy. Um, I, I can't remember how old I was exactly um, but I remember being sat downstairs and it was it was my bedtime, like I was meant to be in bed, I had school the next day
1: um, <laughs> We've all been there
0: <laughs> and, and Cartoon Network it was either at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock swapped from Cartoon Network to TNT. and the first program on was um, Nitro WCW Nitro and I remember just being sat there, just watching what was going on, like, what is this? Like, there's a bloke that's walking through fireworks and stuff, which was obviously <laughs> that, that I'd learned that was Goldberg, you know, he was just this massive man in a leather jacket walking through like sparklers and stuff. And I was like, and then like, they were battering each other. And I was like, what is this world? what is this world? And then, like, you'd, you'd get, like, your Eddie Guerrero's, you'd get your, your Dean Malenko's, you'd get your Chris Jericho's, Chris Benoit's, Ray Mysterio's. They'd be backflipping everywhere. Like, so as a kid, I'm going, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, And, like, I loved Power Rangers when I was a kid. I loved the idea of being a superhero when I was a kid. Like, Power Rangers was my thing. Um, and, like, these were, like, they were real life power rangers they had their own costumes they used to go out and they used to the good guys used to beat up the bad guys and like that is just that's just basic human want and need isn't it do you know what i mean yeah but yeah seeing that as a young kid and the fireworks and the spectacle it was yeah it was wcw that that sort of pulled me in
1: and that's really interesting because you, you speak to a lot of people and it was wwf but a lot depended on whether you had sky at a time yeah. or was able yeah. to kind of you know uh, uh, you know ha- have sky or, or similar but um you're quite right with, with regards to the, the cartoon network and it did at a certain time switch to tnt and you could see uh, nitro and uh yeah i mean it, it's kind of quite interesting uh, that, that you're you were more of a you're brought in as a wcw fan and who are some of the wrestling heroes or characters that you kind of uh, latched yourself to back in the day then
0: back then it was i would like to say it was it was goldberg it was this monstrous man that would walk through fire and and that was that was insane um and again it was it was eddie guerrero i loved eddie guerrero from from the minute i saw him i loved the, the fact that he was a cocky cool sort of you know, and he was just brilliant. Like the the way he moved was fluid and like, I probably didn't realize it back then, but I was enjoying watching his performance because of how fluid he was and, um, you know, and stuff like that. So that really pulled me in. Um, and then eventually it was the undertaker. When I first saw the undertaker, like, it was like something went off in my brain. It was like, this bloke is amazing. Like, and I, I don't care how much of a, like, a mark it makes me sound like that. I am still, to this day, fully invested in everything that that bloke does. Because for a man to go on for a career that he's had for so long, like, you've got to respect the bloke for it. Yeah. But, as a, but going back to, as a kid, watching this bloke who was apparently a dead man, and he was claiming souls and stuff like that, and then, then, like, I, I come out of wrestling for a little bit, and then went back into it. And he was riding a Harley Davidson, and like I was, just, he's, do you know what even I mean? Even cool. Yeah. You, even more
1: know, cool. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, been a like cool
0: how, factor. And like <laughs> people, oh, how can you like wrestling? It's it's so unrealistic because it's cool
1: yeah, yeah. And, and how would you say your, your wrestling tastes or wrestling fandom has changed over the years would you say that it's i mean you say you're still in love with the undertaker now and, yeah. and that that kind of mystical side of him but uh, would you say that you've uh, branched out a little bit or your, your tastes have matured slightly over
0: um, the years uh, i'm i don't know how do you'd explain it but i'm very much a a purist yeah. in the sense that i like like i like the old school source i like the wwe product Like, whether you love Vince McMahon or hate Vince McMahon, one thing that you can't do is say that he's not a genius when it comes to business. Um, And his business model is perfect. Um, It's not aimed at sort of my age bracket anymore. It's aimed at the kids because they're the ones that are pulling on the sleeves of the parents going, "Mom, can I have that T-shirt and stuff? But, like, their business, like, sort of... if, If they had, like, a chart up with... Like, the 10 steps to business. Like, I'd agree with every single one of them. Because what he's doing is right. Um, but then I do massively like the indie style as well. Um, not I've got to be honest, I'm not a fan of AEW. Okay. Um, I Purely because it started off great, but I'm fed up of the, oh, WWE, that's funny, and it? Oh, look at them yeah. idiots over there. And, like, to me, that's I'm, I'm not entertained by that that's, you know, you're just wrestlers dissing other wrestlers. Taking and then yeah. yeah, and like, to me, it's pathetic. It's like, and they're not doing it like they, WCW and WWE did. They're not at each other's throats for a rivalry. It's like, WWE are up here, AEW is still down here, and it's like the scrappy little dog still trying to pick up the big dog, when yeah. the big dog knows full well that, like, it could just sit on it and you wouldn't have a company anymore.
1: Yeah, I I can understand that as well. And, you know, um, I think a lot of it's all stirred up by by kind of social media and by Twitter. But you have seen AEW kind of you know a bit behave unprofessionally sometimes with the way they take pot yeah. shots at um, at WWE but uh, we'll cast all that to one side and uh, yeah. i want to talk to you about uh, your, your wrestling career then okay. so well, w- w- when did you decide that you wanted to take that big step into becoming a wrestler kind of what was um, that, kind of, that, what's that fateful day and tell me about that process and that light bulb moment when you thought right I, I you know it just came into your head i want to be a pro wrestler from
0: today i i'd sit at home and I was sort of early to mid-twenties. How long have I been doing it now? I'm 20 now. Yeah, so early twenties. I was about 23. Um, Yeah, about 23. And I'd sit there and be like, I wish I, I, wish I was doing this. I wish this was something I was I could do. Um, And I'd just... And one day I said it, and my missus was there, and she was like, what, wrestle? She was like, yeah, she was like, why don't you then? And I was like i not not really in shape and stuff anymore and you know she was like well, you'll get in shape by doing stuff and i was like yeah, i suppose i would wouldn't i really so went to facebook and searched for a load of wrestling schools and there was one 20 minutes away i was like i'll give it a go yeah um i turned up for a a session which was like sort of a like a teaser session see if you were like you'd like it um loved it Absolutely loved it. Um messaged them again to see if I could come along to the regular sessions. Didn't hear anything off them. I was like, you assholes, you've yeah. had any money off me for me seminar and whatnot. And now you're not interested. Um so i went to another one which was about 20 minutes the other side i was gonna say it can't be
1: be a shortage of schools near where you are
0: no 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 there's a fair few so i went to another one 20 minutes the other way um it turns out just to put the record straight that the reason why the other promotion and like i wasn't getting any emails back is they'd had a very serious bereavement in the family right so they weren't they weren't running any sort of you know bad business or anything like that they were just preoccupied with not me which is fine um (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, so I went 20 minutes and I started training at um, Pro Wrestling Live in Darlaston. Fantastic. I think it'll be on
1: in Darlaston. Fantastic. And, and, and uh, did you make your, your, your debut kind of with them or uh, in, yep. a, in a group connected with them? And do uh, yep. you, you remember that first match, uh, Alex? Because uh, when I've spoken to a lot of wrestlers in the past, they've been highly embarrassed by their first match Terrible. or by the, yeah, by yeah, the cool. gimmick they had. But uh, how were you feeling on the day and how did um, you feel after that? Did, did it go all right?
0: i was super excited about everything um until it was like right sure, your lot's turn to go out and then as soon as everything was ready every bit of moisture in my mouth dried up my tongue swelled to about seven times its size and i was like oh i'm actually gonna have to go outside and do this now oh no <laughs> oh well let's, let's just do it and get it over with um and i did and it was it was awful i say it was awful i did okay um and yeah it was it was it was an experience that i will never forget it was brilliant (laughs) it was absolutely brilliant um and it's true what they say when they say you get the bug oh did you get the bug
1: it beat you it beat you big time big time let, let, let's talk about kind of your early gimmicks then, because you, I'm, I'm guessing you weren't the chosen man, Xander Calloway, when you first started. No. Uh, who, who was who was your your first gimmick or your early gimmick? Can you remember?
0: I I was a Russian character. Uh, I was the big Russian Victor Romanov. <laughs> um brilliant complete with complete with like sort of Deerstalker hat with the Soviet Union badge <laughs> and long grey military coat and Russian flag carrying to the ring and yeah, that that was my first gimmick, which do you know what, at the time I had so much fun with because i I just i just i just could um i'd I'd learn all of the russian swear words and just shout them people (laughs) and like it was funny because they didn't know what they meant at all like they didn't have a clue um but um (laughs) it was yeah it was great it was uh, it was possibly the strangest like three four years of my entire life because so you like, you
1: you were, you were Victor Romanov for for four years. That's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, that's yeah, the yes. uh, dedication to the cause, though. It is. was. You, your fake Russian accent must have got really good. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. <laughs> it was. Do you know what? It was. It was the stuff like backstage where like you, I remember like it. Um, I'll never forget it. Like I'm backstage. I'm I'm out the front of the venue. We're taking the ring down, and people are coming up asking for autographs to sign the poster. And uh, I'm stood there and I'm completely in gimmick. And the other rest, one of the other guys turns around and goes, Victor, pen, you want a pen? <laughs> and like, I'm like, yes. And then like, I'll, I'll pick something ridiculous up. And he's like, no, 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 pen. pen." Like, and we do that. And like, it's so infantile. But like, it was so funny at the time. And like, stuff like that, I'll just, ah. Uh, brilliant you, you, I, i've brilliant. just
1: kind of got these flashbacks to the older 80s wwf characters and you had like uh i can't remember their, their names did you tr- ever try to it, nikolai volkov nikolai yeah, Volkov, but yeah. he used to sing the russian russian yeah. national anthem did he did you yeah. ever attempt to sing in the national anthem no no never did
0: never did never did
1: <laughs> that would have been amazing nice.
0: russian <laughs> is a very 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 hard language. yeah but they don't
1: need to know what you're saying dude no that's true that's true
0: um but um <laughs> Yeah, no, I never tried singing the anthem. I'd, I'd learned just enough basic Russian to get me by, um, and I could swear and shout at people.
1: There we um, go, all the, all the important stuff.
0: Yeah, but, like, yeah, like, there's there's a load of Russian wrestlers that you go back, and so much of their moves that I just stole, because I was like, yeah, that works. Russian leg sweep, it's in the name. I'm going to do a <laughs> Russian leg sweep. and uh, You know, all sorts of stuff like that, brilliant. Indeed, indeed, yeah. oh. Brilliant. I
1: hope there's some uh, video footage of you as a Vixie Romanov out there somewhere. Do you know what?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to do a search. (laughs) There was a guy that used to do our DVDs and he used to set up a little hand cam at the back of the room, always behind someone's head so halfway through you can just see someone's head looking across the match or it cuts off the, the turnbuckles and stuff like that so there's not much footage of that that actually exists but there is a little bit on my phone and there's a little there's a couple of photos and stuff on my phone and stuff that I might send you in private <laughs> <laughs> but, but that, that sounds like an
1: absolute blast but let, let's skip ahead a little bit and the, uh, tell us about the chosen man gimmick that you know when did Xander Calloway come around then because uh, that, that's your most recent gimmick that's the one that you're kind of more familiar familiar with yeah. uh and uh, was that in connection with the start of wrestling 4 tell us about uh, Zander um, Calloway then.
0: that was sort of like my my breakaway like um i left i left pwl um because i wanted to be indie um and i i needed the character i needed the gimmick um and a lot of my friends at the time they were, they were well two of my good friends they were in the army and they were in the royal green jackets Um, and their sort of tag name were the chosen men. And I was like, that's cool. That is that that's got some, that's got something to it. That is. Um, so like I went down that sort, and I'd I'd sit there and I'd like sort of spider diagram in my head, like where I could go with it and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things I'd, I'd say in promos is that, you know, I'm not like your normal person. I wasn't born for this. I was chosen for this and, you know, stuff like that. The other thing that I thought was keeping important was to keep my own sort of name in there because the amount of times I'd be Victor and people would be going, Al, Alex, Al. And I'd be like, not me, that's not me. (laughs) (coughs) So like Xander isn't far away from Alexander, so you can sort of, you can get away with it a little bit more. And then Calloway is just in homage to The Undertaker because the bloke has just had such an impact on my life. It's sort of my little sort of, yeah. Homage. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Some people call it geeky and weird, but I don't care.
1: <laughs> you no, know, you no, know, it's, it's a it's a pretty cool name if you ask me. It really is. But uh, let's talk a bit about Wrestling Four then. So, what prompted the idea to start your own promotion? Dare I say a charity promotion as well? What were your initial thoughts behind the uh, the, the birth of Wrestling Four? Oh, take right, us take okay. us back
0: to that 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 kind of story. So, Wrestling Four was never ever meant to be more than one show. Um, my next door neighbour. Um, was my best friend, my best man at my wedding, loving him to pieces, him and his family had had a daughter and she was epileptic um, and they'd gone to a charity, they were having a load of trouble with doctors and stuff like that and just getting her healthy and right and they went to this charity called the Daisy Garland Trust um, they helped her with information, they sent them funding for alarm so if she was having a seizure in the night it would wake the parents up because it's so dangerous stuff that i didn't realize how dangerous it was and there was a pillow that she had that even if she went face down in the pillow and was unconscious she could still breathe through the pillow um which we tested because like i held it over my mate's face quite a lot quite hard and he could still breathe he didn't die so um but yeah so they they provided a ton of a ton of stuff for him, and she said to me she was like well i want to do something to give give back but i don't know what to do and I put on oh, a wrestling show. She said, that's a great idea. I was like, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh, crap. What have I just got myself in for? So, like, she was like, right, we'll, we'll pick a date. We'll pick a venue. I was like, right, okay. So, the venue was in Lower Gornal, which is just not far from Dudley, um, in the Royal British Legion Club there, because my mates' parents own it. And because it was for charity, they let us have the room for free. Now... <sighs> You could stand in the ring and touch the roof, so it was a very, very, very low ceiling. The ring um, came from Fight Club, Fight Club Pro. Um, love Zaki to pieces. Um, I asked him about where he hires his ring from. He was like, "No, nah, don't worry about that. Get yourself a van, come pick, pick ours up, and you can That's use that." That's really ours. cool. That's really good yeah, of him. Yeah, massively so. Um, so on the Thursday night before the show, um, after after he'd finished his training school in the like in the ring. Um, he got all of the, the lads that were there to tear the ring down, help us load it into the van, deliver it to the venue. And then this was at like 11 o'clock at night. <coughs> and then the next day, I went and set it up. Um, wrestlers, like, I didn't expect to get, like, any interest off wrestlers. I thought to myself, if I put four matches on and I wrestle three of them, do you know what I mean? Then fair enough, I'll do it that way. Yeah. Um, I, I managed to get a ridiculous, like, roster of people like an apps like the Hunter brothers, like the best tag team in British wrestling, like Barnum, um, Sean custom, you know, he's doing massive things now.
1: Yeah. We've Eli- interviewed Sean on the show and he's a great guy. Yeah, and, uh, Such he's a good guy. Kamikaze pro champion. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Top,
0: top, top talent. Um, you know, Damon Moser, who was in progress. He was a tag team champion in progress. Chuck Mambo, um, Alex Cupid, uh, Elliot Jordan, yeah. Um, Brandon Thomas, uh, Sparks Williams, Mister Williams from down at RWA with his daughter Katie, um, Jamie Sparks. She was on the show, like Clint Margera, you know, and Shea Persa, Shea Fu before Shea Fu was Shea Fu, you know, they were they, and Omari as well, you know, they were they were in the wrestling ring in Lower Gornal for this charity show that I put on in front of about forty people maximum. Um, and, like, I couldn't believe that I'd done it more than anything. It was sort of like I'd look around and, like, I'd, I'd be like, oh, there's people here watching. Like, this is great. Um, and this is where Kirk comes into it because me and Kirk hadn't spoke to each other in a good many years. Um, But I needed a photographer and I put on Facebook that I needed a photographer. And Kirk messaged me saying, look, I've, I've just started doing photography. You know, I'd, I'd love to come and shoot a wrestling show because he's a massive wrestling fan anyway. Yeah. And he was like, do you mind if I come along? I went, no, you're in. Well, straight away you're in um, and then that was that and then it went well we raised a load of money and everybody sort of pat me on the back because they said it was a great night and yeah i
1: was going to ask you know what the fan reaction must have been pretty good i say it was only maybe 40 50 people there Might but you, you know you know the support you got to put on that first show must have kind of blown you away, to be honest with you and, and at Massive. the time you you was considering it as maybe a one and done but, yeah, it was. You know, i mean after that first show was it soon afterwards that you kind of thought
0: well it was such a success let's do it again well that was in october um october yeah September or October, I can't quite remember the month. Yeah, Um, second
1: show was October, I think. Yeah.
0: Uh that no, that was for Car, that was that was when we were established as wrestling for this is is the Daisy Garland one. Gotcha. Um and then it was it was just before Christmas (coughs) that Kirk me and kirk met up with H and yeah, it was just before Christmas and said like, well, how about we do this on a more regular basis? And then we put the pin in it then and didn't speak about it again until the following May. Yeah. Um so like it, it wasn't anything that we'd ever intended to to grow or get bigger um but it just it just did it just did um yeah we ended up getting uh funding from a company called the big local um who run all sorts of things behind the scenes in your local community you'll have one in wherever you live um they love the idea <laughs> um And they sort of went right. Okay, lads, here's the platform. Go. Yeah, yeah. Um. So they they really sort of give us the the rub that we needed. So massive, massive thanks to the big local. If I'll, like, I'll send you a link to their sort of stuff. Yeah.
1: No. Right. Any links like that, I'll put in the description yeah. to this podcast, so that yeah. the listeners can uh, continue to support you know oh, the wonderful the, the work comu- that you're the doing in the charity.
0: And- yeah. Well, the, the the amount that they do for the local community is huge. Um. You know they've they've all they're always doing things for the community, so like it'll be great to shout their names. Yeah. Um, and then everything just started coming together from there. Really, we decided on another charity. We decided on a date and a venue. Um, again, big shout out John from Benjamin's. The room that you've got's fantastic. He, he gives it us for free. Um, started off very skeptical, I might add. Wrestling show. Well, we have boxing, but that's real fighting, isn't it? And you're like, <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, that's real. This isn't real, no. But I guarantee you, we'll get a crowd in oh, if you say so. Um He, he now rings me asking for dates. Come on, when are you doing another I, one, when are you I doing bet another does. one, I and I'm bet like, does. yeah, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, massive, massive shout to them. They're brilliant. Um, and anybody, just anybody that donates, or because I, I, I can't thank people enough because without people. Yeah. like we're we're not able to do what we do of um i think i think already in the shows that we've done we've already managed to raise five thousand pounds or just over five thousand pounds to the charities that we've we've put shows on for that's really good um, that it's fantastic we're, we're either i can't remember if we're just over or just under five thousand but either way we're creeping up on that five thousand mark which yeah which is ridiculous it's <laughs> it's insane
1: let's talk about some of the other charities then so you you, you obviously mentioned Daisy Garland that was the one yeah. that kicked it all off wasn't yeah. it and uh, um, and then I, I understand that uh, your second one was for Calm a yeah, mental camp- health charity the campaign um, is living miserably that's it. And then, and then uh, you had uh, uh, Young Lives versus Cancer, the Click Sergeant Click charity. I think yeah. that was possibly June last year, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Acorns, which was a, a local children charity, that was your yeah. November show. Um, yeah. So, you know, d- do some of these charities have special meaning to you, or do, do they reach out um, to you? What sort of connection do you have with some of these charities, and how were they chosen for the shows?
0: We've, all, we've always sort of tried to pick a charity that was close to us. Um, and The first one, Campaign Against Living Miserably, if you look at the demographic of wrestling fans, um, it's young men between the ages of 10 and 45. The demographic that they deal with is men between the ages of 10 and 45 that commit suicide. Um, And it it, it is a male-focused charity, but we did it because the demographics were the same. Um, The demographics for the, the charity that they deal with and the work that they do, is exactly the same demographic that wrestling sort of targeted at. So it sort of went hand in hand. Um, and that was brilliant. That We really shed a light on sort of like men's mental health and, and like there's no need to be alone. There's no need to struggle alone and stuff like that. So like as me, I've, I've suffered with depression. I know Kirk has, I know H has. Um, we've all sort of had our demons and our battles and stuff like that. So to really sort of give something back um, the money that we raised kept their health centre open, their their phone lines open for an entire day. Um, you know, so whoever might have been feeling low and phoned them that day because they were on the verge. If someone managed to talk them down or talk them out of it that night, they saved a life. Yeah. Um. And that was the money that we donated. So that was massive for us. Um. Then Click Sergeant was for children with paediatric cancer and children cancers um again there was a personal reason behind that one um it's not my business to go into so i won't no. but there was a personal reason to go into that one um and that was fantastic that was unbelievable that was that was that was like the big one for us because that was the the first show after our first first show yeah. um so if you came to daisy garland as sort of a separate entity which we did because we weren't a business then we still came to it as one of ours as but we weren't a business then, so it wasn't wrestling for. Um, that was our second wrestling four show, and that was that was a doozy for us. That was that was, you know, the same people had come to watch the shows that were at the show last time because they enjoyed it so much. Um, wrestlers were asking to be a part of the show. Like, it, it's got to the point now where the ros- the roster builds itself. Because like they, they, we just try to look after people and like whatever we're doing, and that that goes for the charity representatives, that goes for the wrestlers, the the audience, you know, everybody taking part. We want to make sure that everybody's there for a good experience. So like we met up with the the charity uh, representative, um, and we spoke to her at no length. Um, she came up and set a stand and stuff there for Click Sergeant um for acorns we went and visited the hospice we went and visited one of the hospices and we did a video tour of the hospice um you know we really want people to feel what we're donating for and what we cause that the cause is for and where the money's going to go to um and again the wrestlers backstage at our show like they they call it a little party they love they love it because there's food there there's drink there um you know and they they get to watch the wrestling show for free if they want it and you know stuff like that so yeah. and I've all aww- and I've done that from from show number 1 there's been a buffet that's Bigger than you'd see at most weddings,
1: yeah, and wrestlers really appreciate that. I mean, I was <coughs> speaking to, to the DNA guys last week, and you know they were complimented. I mentioned to them on, on how they look after the wrestlers. So I yeah. think wrestlers, you know, they know the difference between uh, you know a, a good owner, a good promoter, dare yeah. I say, and, and uh, one that doesn't really kind of you know care that much or as much. But um, when you when you lay on you kind know, of a buffet and mm. good facilities for wrestlers, I think that's what really counts. That's that, that, that they they I...
0: recognise that. It's, it's the least we can do at the end of the day. They're giving up their time. They're giving up their time to for, for something that they'd normally be paid to do. Yeah. They're normally being paid for this, but they're, they're donating their time. So the least we can do is make it like a pleasurable experience. Um, Becky, the girl that does the, the buffet, she's fantastic. She'll literally just put on the Facebook group, right, what does everybody want? Um, last last year, she, she went above and beyond. Um, she... Did like a whole vegan section as well. So there was like vegan peeps, like wrestlers, like a load of wrestlers are vegan there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She did a massive vegan section. So there was two hot pot, two slow cookers in the back. One of beef chili, one of vegan chili. There was bowl. There was like she was so on the ball with it. It was unbelievable. Um. And I think it was Dan. Dan Maloney he turned around to me and was like, "We don't get fed this well when we're at the WWE." <laughs> um. And like stuff like that, it makes it like makes everything worthwhile because you know it's that people have enjoyed it yeah. and people have appreciated it, which is massive.
1: Definitely. Well, let's talk about some of the talent there, because I mentioned, or we've spoken about some of the talent already during this interview, but you mentioned Dan Maloney. He's been a big part of the promotion yes. since, uh, since the early shows, the likes of Chantel Jordan, Millie McKenzie, Kelly yeah. Six, Marshall X, Clint McGarrett. For starters, I could go on for 10 minutes, naming all the brilliant talent that's kind of, you know, worked for yeah. and under the wrestling for banner, you know, you you can't be short of talent that that want to work for you come match day. I mean, I I heard on a a separate interview that you're kind of having to almost invent matches to kind of accommodate the
0: people that want to be a part of the show. Yeah. Like the way I look at it is if, if these people want to perform for the charity, then Mm. they should be allowed to have that platform. Um, So like people say you've only got one singles match on the entire card. I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, why? I'm like, because so many people wanted to help and do something and like there's these people you can't turn down do you know what I mean there's there's names there that you know that are going to draw a crowd so you're like but then there's also people that share you things on social media and always you know it, it goes a long way just to message you're right guys anything we can do to help and stuff like that and I'm like he's always messaging us to see what you know what he can do to help and I know he's a wrestler and he wants a shot so let's give him a shot and you know, he's always there. First thing to help put the ring up. You know, get him on. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and like I have got to cut back doing that because it does make things a bit clustery and stuff. But like it's it's still a learning curve for me. I don't class myself as a promoter. Like that's one thing I don't I don't class myself as. I am a wrestler who puts on wrestling shows. Um, <clears throat> I've got the same mindset of any wrestler at the back. Like we, I know basically how a show runs. I know what makes me happy, what doesn't make me happy, so I just try to stick within them parameters. I by no means say I'm a promoter. Um, I just I'm a wrestler with more jobs to do <laughs> for his own yeah. promotion. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's great. Like the amount of help that we get is it's it's mind boggling. Like I said, the roster's brilliant. The roster's incredible. Like I'm I'm so lucky to be able to like. Just even just like text these people. How you doing? You fancy a, fancy a match in a couple of weeks and stuff like that for the charity show and stuff. And it's it's unreal and stuff like to have Dan Maloney as our first champion. Well, I was going to
1: say it, it, that's pretty epic. I mean, he's a top guy and a fantastic yeah. figurehead to yeah, have for your pretty, company. And he, he is legitimately one of the best wrestlers in in, in the UK in Europe. Um, and to have down. him as your, your kind of your, your champion, hands your main
0: guy, is uh, is is pretty special. Hands down, mate. Hands down. Um, the guy is also possibly one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet as well he's he's so genuine it's unreal um and he's a workhorse he's an absolute workhorse at the last show he rang me on the day and he was like i'm i'm really badly injured i don't know if i'm gonna be able to wrestle a match um i was like oh no and he was like but i'll still turn up because even if i don't wrestle the match i still want to be there for the show so even if he wasn't going to wrestle he was still going to be there um, and I was like yeah that's fine that's fine and in the end he turned up with his gear and he was like that's ah, alright no worries I'll just take it easy <laughs> and I'm just like you're, an, you're a machine the bloke is a machine he's an animal um, how how like PG-13 and like adults only is this podcast so I know how to I send it to this next bit I mean it's not a pg <coughs> you can use adult language if you choose right, to this, this, no will, problem. <laughs> this will be the one that I will use it because I think it, it like so we've just done the first show four click sergeant dan has won the title i'm in the ring with dan we've had a hug i've raised his hand at the end of the night he's oh give me the mic and he's gone we've done it everybody fuck cancer yeah and i'm like there's kids everywhere but not only that it's a brand new piece of equipment he then bounces off the mat and the, the mic goes into the third row and literally, you could hear me on the recording go, Daniel! <laughs> brilliant. And, but like, and like, like, I got backstage and stuff. He was like, I, I didn't mean to swear. I didn't mean to swear. I was, I was just so caught up in the emotion. I didn't mean to swear. I was like, it's fine. We got away with it. No problem. And, uh, no, but brilliant. like, the guys, like, and for advice and stuff like that, if I ever need any advice or something, like, I'll message him and just go, am I doing the right thing here? Yeah. And he'll either say yes or no, or like he's 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 tipped up. He's he, he should he should be everywhere that he isn't, because I know he's he's everywhere now, but everywhere that he isn't he should be. Most um yeah. yeah. Same with same with Darice, though, his tag team partner as well at the minute. Like Darice has been a, a staple of wrestling for as well. The pair of them together, they're just two lads from sort of my where I grew up and they're living the dream. And like I couldn't be happier for the pair of them.
1: Speaking of champions, uh, let's talk about your, your wrestling for um, inaugural Hall of Famers, tag team champions, pun intended, Harry Cruz and Ryan Parrott. So what, what's going on there then? I mean, they, they are as, as, as entertaining as hell, but um, uh, they must do your head in.
0: <laughs> oh. oh. The blood's already started boiling. I can feel the vein on the side of my neck going. <laughs> Those belts don't look very official, do they? <laughs> so. But they've got a WF on them. Yeah, I know they've got a WF on them. It's not my WF. Um. Uh, oh God, I gave them a match at Wrestling 4, the first show for Calm, which they won, and they have then says, well, they've beaten all the best tag teams. That must make them championship level. So they went and bought these toy titles (laughs) um, made a load of fake letters up signed my name which was ridiculous which i didn't realize until afterwards um on hall of fame certificates they forged text messages they forged emails they've done everything that they can um to to laugh in my face um and oh god they're just they're such clowns they are such idiots. They are they are ridiculous. And um, and like Ryan Parrott's smug little face. Oh, he knows. He knows how to get on my very last wick. That boy. He knows. But like, is,
1: is one of them stolen some of your moves as well. I understand. Oh, Harry. Yeah, Harry,
0: the big ginger bell end. <laughs> he did it in a couple of shows. I I do the whole. Daniel Bryan running knee thing because I'm a big guy and when I do it people go Jesus Christ did you see what he just did um, and it was hilarious so he was going to shows going this is how you do it Alex and then hitting my move and I'm like but, boy but um. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
1: I can see that you know in a future show maybe the June show this two on one handicap match it's got to
0: be some comeuppance it's got to be a you know there's a storyline already Alex well me and I had to tag with show memes last time to Carter in the shopping trolley. I didn't really get my hands on them as like as much as I'd want to, but like I, the, 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 it's coming it's coming
1: the big payoff <laughs>
0: uh, but
1: uh, th- th- in all seriousness you know I, I think if you do another promoters and owners on this podcast and the key objective for them is to kind of I, I know that your key objective is-, is all about the charities of course but for them is- it's all about a lot of the newer talents and uh, providing a platform for newer talents and bringing them into the business um, and I know you say you're, you're-, you're never short of kind of um, a talent that wants to be on your show but uh, are-, are there any kind of young wrestlers who have particularly impressed tons, you on some of your tons. wrestling shows um, and, and, and any that we should be keeping an eye out for.
0: Um, the, the other thing I like to do is the guys that I know have busted their ass off um, and maybe haven't got the opportunity that they probably deserve. I like to put them on as well. Um, they're not new by in any means, but uh, alter ego as a tag team, 2K and CJ Rollins. Those two together are just magic. Like they, they are brilliant. Um, and if you're not book, if they're, a, if you're a promoter looking for that sort of tag team, just, just take a chance on them. Take a chance on them. They will not let you down. Um, but yeah, other people like Danny Reed. Um, there's like Luke Douglas. I, I say Luke Douglas. He's doing really well for himself in Cammy. <laughs> um, Lance Rivera from RWA, um, a couple of the RWA lads came down and they really sort of they really shone. Their their conditioning and their training is absolutely great. Absolute massive credit to their their training school. Like they're brilliant. But the Cami lads that are on at the minute and stuff like that. I've got a couple of the Cami lads on. So um, like Kamikaze Kid, the man himself is unbelievable. Um, Lucia Lee considering she's only just hitting a year in the business she yeah. she has got a future um like she's she she's ridiculous she, she's she's she needs to set, simmer down a little bit just a little bit but she's got something special as, same as Chantal Jordan those two I can see them coming up together and really sort of pushing the ceiling like big time yeah. um Lila Kyle She's been a friend of mine for years. She's only just started wrestling. She's brilliant. She's brilliant. She she puts her everything into it. She wears a heart on the sleeve, and she goes out there and she gives it hundred percent every single night. Um, there's all sorts. There's there's guys there that like like that I have in the battle royal that I'm looking in the battle royal, and like you like you you belong. You know, any show would be grateful to have you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's like Jason Joshua, great lad. Uh, Jack Carney, great lad. Hammer Healy, great lad um you know deno babic great lad um all these names that you see regularly at one promotion but they honestly belong everywhere else um they're just they're they're great they're absolutely great um stephen keen he's another one that turns up every single day to to load the ring and stuff like get everything sorted he's the last one there to go away and he's a workhorse He, he puts the graft in he goes for it and you know he's great um massive shout out to one of my friends my very very close friends love him to pieces um jay goes by devin briggs um he's sort of just started getting himself out there as like sort of an independent wrestler from from what he was doing before um and he's, he's got the look he's got the right mindset and stuff but again he just he needs someone to pick him up and 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 go with him. So I'll use him on my shows as much as I can until someone sees him. Because when someone sees him, they'll snap it up.
1: Yeah.
0: And that that's that's how it goes with a lot of the guys that I use and stuff. So
1: yeah that's really cool and I think you more than covered that one and uh, like I say you've got so many kind of young and underutilised talent that you are definitely utilising when you have these Wrestle Four shows but uh, going back to one of my uh, original questions then Alex I mean you know the world is in a bit of a a poor state at the moment everywhere is on lockdown at the moment uh, including wrestling now your next show is scheduled for June so in a few months time a couple of months time uh, it's an aid or meant to be an aid of uh, Burning Nights which is a a, a complex regional pain syndrome um, and Mm -hmm. It's a really stacked show. You, you've already got to AEW's wrestler uh, Sharna involved. I know that she's popular on the UK and the, around Europe, but uh, yeah. she's done, she's done uh, uh, a few shows for AEW and has proved herself on there. Most definitely, um, in amongst uh, a whole host of really top names that have been announced already for your show in June. Are you keeping a really close eye on the situation regarding COVID-19 and yeah, kind of the, you know uh, you know you're probably keeping your your ear to the ground on a daily basis regarding we- that June show
0: absolutely we don't want to pull this show until the very last minute one for the charity but two um I've said it before and I'll say it again imagine imagine like coming out of lockdown and that being the first show that people can go to you know um and it, it's not about me making money that that would that would help that charity like more than words could describe um they can they, we, we always said we wanted to get to a point where charities could approach us to put shows on um and when we were organizing this show we didn't have a charity and then I got contacted by this charity and they asked if we put a show on for them so this is sort of like the first charity where we've hit our goal where we want them to come to us um so it's it's very special to us in that sense um and yeah like the, the work they do is massive it's one of only two charities in the the UK that do what they do um so not only would the fundraising normally be a massive help for them, um, if we could be sort of like one of the first wrestling shows back after lockdown lifts, where we get an influx of people come in, who knows? Do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm literally, every other day, I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, I'll, I'll keep it as it is at the minute. I'll keep it as it is. Like, no doubt, you know, we've got another three weeks of this. This will take us into into sort of May. Like, I'll have to make a decision eventually whether it's going to go ahead or not. Um, That decision might be taken completely out of my hands. It might not be a decision that I want to make, but yeah, it's, well, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I'm monitoring monitoring very carefully.
1: Yeah, it'd be great to have that as one of the first shows, yeah. uh, you know, back with with fans. Um, but uh, just kind of looking at a, a brighter subject, just to cap off this interview. What were some of your your favourite or proudest moments since you've been uh, running wrestling for? Then as their uh, as their owner, as their general manager. What some of your your favourite or proudest moments for uh, wrestling for?
0: Um, just the, it's literally like I'll sit there at the start of every show and I'll do a card run through with the the guys that are there and I'm sitting there and I'm running through the card and I'm, I'm reading off these names and I'm looking around and these names are there and that, that they want to work and, you know, and they want to work for something. They, they, they like what we do. They agree with what we do. It's not just, it's not just another booking for them. Um, If it was just another booking for them, it probably wouldn't feel as special as it does, but it's not, it's not just another booking for these people. They're 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 on the same page that I am. They want to help. They want to make a difference. Um, so every time I I sort of look up from my little piece of paper from there, like that's it's I sit there sometimes and just go, like yeah. man, um, it happens at the end of every single show. Like I'll go out there to say thank you for the people for turning up, and there's tears in my eyes and like I I can't stop it. I just cannot stop it. Like and it's not I'm I'm it's not sort of a pat on the back for myself or for anybody else. It's the fact that that we've worked hard we we do work hard to put the shows on and stuff like that and to see the payoff and to hear people chanting and screaming that they want more and you know when's the next one going to be and stuff like that like it's it's it, selfishly like that's a massive thing for me like that that puts me on cloud nine um so like yeah, stuff like that really sort of gets to me and <clears throat> and like I'll sit there afterwards with just like a drink and I'll just be like that that was hard you're gonna do it again though oh yeah definitely um and it's, it's 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 always been oh yeah definitely there's never been a sort of time where i've gone no that hasn't that th- this is tainted my my sort of my time for it um it's a it's an oh yeah definitely um it's just just everyone is so supportive rich from you know this is a turnbuckle tv interview you know yeah. rich from turnbuckle tv what a bloke what a bloke um like we talk, we talk all the time, just like, "Messy, yeah, you know, how hey, are you? What are you doing?" When it comes to wrestling and stuff like that, I'm wrestling for the, the guy. Was he, he's so sort of passionate about what we do that he turned up on the day with little slips on a card, um, and was handing them out for donations for free turnbuckle TV access and stuff like that. So like he donated like he don't he, well he's donated like like year subscriptions to, to us to give away for like charity prizes and brilliant like he was giving us like free he, he'd, he'd set up free codes where like if you donate and put like a couple of quid in you got last show for free and like i was like, oh, saying i'll get someone to go and give them out And he's like no no let, let me do it let me and like he'd go and give them out himself and stuff like that and like just like the support that like that we get from these people like massive to like termical tv what a platform that is and i'm not just saying that because I'm, i've got a camera pointing at me that is <laughs> like unbelievable like you know for the price that they charge and the amount of content that's on there is fantastic yeah. but not yeah. only that it gives it gives us somewhere to be it gives us a home and like termical tv is very much our home and if people want to see our old shows we, we we put them onto there and then what happens is is when the money goes to termical tv that that they've come through from us that money then gets put back into the charities so say if they subscribe to us that goes back to the charity so like like we as a company literally don't we don't have a penny it all gets filtered back into the charities and stuff like that. Um, Danny Reed, I mentioned him earlier. Like every time he comes to a show, he, he's one of his, his gear. His gear is he's got a baseball jacket, so it'll be a different colour with like white sleeves. Um, first show he had click serge- he, had, he bought a purple um, a purple jacket and he had click sergeant down the side. Like he had it made, so it was printed all down the side and wrestling four on the shoulder. Uh, the, the last show for acorns that he did, he released a blue and orange t-shirt. Um and like all the profits went to to the charity and stuff like that. All these people that do these little things. Elliot Jordan, his chest looked like chopped mincemeat because they dragged him through the crowd and they were charging people like like a pound a time to chop him in the chest. And oh, people people were coming up with like twenty pound notes and just going, yeah hey, I have that. Well, they weren't waiting for change. They were just going, Yeah, I have that," and they were wailing him. And like on the video footage, he, he looks at me and goes, "See what I do for you, Talbot," as he's getting battered by the crowd and stuff like that. And like he did, he got he got absolutely brutalized. But it, it's stuff like that that makes me like. And like they don't mind doing it, and people are happy to do it and stuff. It's it's such a humbling experience, and yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure and a delight to uh, speak to you and to talk to you about your career, um, your ongoing career as a wrestler. Let's not forget that. And you're very much an active yes. part, especially at Wrestling 4 shows, uh, but also to kind of go in deep regarding Wrestling 4 and all the wonderful charities that you support and all the great work that you do and all the great support that you have out there through the wrestling community. It really mm. is mind-blowing. But uh, thank you so much for being a great guest on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. We wish you nothing but the best uh, for your wrestling career and for the future of Wrestling 4, my friend.
0: Thank you for letting me talk at you for however long it's been. It's, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's great. And it's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Yeah. Before absolute we let you pleasure. go though, two things, uh, let, 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 my listeners know, uh, what they can continue doing to continue supporting wrestling for and all the great charities that, that you cover. First of
0: all. Yeah. Um, if you want to, you know, support the charities that we've already supported, um, easiest way to do that is go to turnbuckle TV, get yourself a subscription. That money then gets pumped straight back into the charities. um, that's the that's the easiest way um we don't take any sort of donations or anything like that the best way is to buy a ticket and come um if you can't (laughs) make the show but you still want to donate to the cause we do a thing where we gift a ticket so someone you know we will have people i've got a friend who lives in bristol he buys a family ticket every single year never comes to the show but he always buys a family ticket every year which we can then give to for, for like acorns or click sergeant we gave it to a family that was struggling with like you know cancers and stuff like that so they could come to the show free of charge so you know you can donate tickets and stuff like that tickets and stuff like that will be donated you know you can donate tickets and stuff um there's 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 just share what we put on facebook you know every time that share gets to another person and to another person and to another person more people see and we get you know we get more and more like publicity from it because the only way we can grow is if we we all grow um and it's it's a thing I stand by that if one of us grows, we all grow. So yeah. if Wrestling Four gets a thousand followers, then you know I'm going to be trying to get all of my boys another thousand followers that are working Absolutely. on the shows with me. Yes. And like I won't give up until eventually there's no need for Wrestling Four shows anymore and there's no no need for charity anymore because we've solved all the world deals and yeah. we can all you know sit back happy one day. But I know it'll never happen. But well. There we go. But but if I
1: know things are a bit up in the air at the moment. um, But but if anybody wanted to look into or inquire about tickets for your June show, is there a a web address that they can go and visit?
0: We have a website, uh, which is wrestling4.com, which we will sell tickets through. The tickets aren't live at the minute, purely because of this the COVID-19 reason. Uh, We don't want to have to go through the stress of selling tickets to an event. And then having to, I mean, the, the company that we use that sorts the ticket out for us, they automatically refund it and stuff. But it's just one one less hassle that we have to deal with, really. So, like, we're not selling tickets at the moment. Um, as soon as we get any sort of yay or nay, they will be straight up.
1: brilliant. So. brilliant. And finally, finally, uh, are there any social media plugs, uh, any social media handles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook that you want to promote before we say goodbye to you for yourself um, or for Xander Calloway or for anything you want to promote?
0: There's there's the chosen, chosen Man Xander Calloway on Facebook. That's me. Um, there is uh, Wrestling 4 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And that's all. That's Wrestling 4 or Wrestling 4 with an underscore at the end. Um, any one of them will take you to our pages um and that is facebook instagram twitter um our website wrestling4.com there's a load of information about us on there um and uh, the big local the big local line farm action center um all of them are on uh, twitter and if you if you just google the big local you'll see the work that they do in the local community and stuff like that they're on twitter and stuff as well they're the ones that really helped us be who we could be um so massive shout out to all of them cool it's very cool yeah
1: Excellent we we'll make sure that As, as many of those uh, Handles as possible will add into the Description of this Brilliant. podcast So just click into The description You'll have all of the, the Twitter links And website addresses there I'll put as many as I can Into the description So please do not worry So Alex Thank you very much It's been an absolute pleasure And a joy to speak to you today On this special Terminal TV presents uh, Wrestling with Jonas So please keep it tuned To the Wrestling with Jonas podcast And please keep supporting Alex And all the wonderful things He does with Wrestling for And all the wonderful uh, Charities But please keep it tuned To the Wrestling with Jonas podcast absolutely and if you've enjoyed uh, listening to this podcast please don't forget to spread the word tell your friends and tell your family don't forget to press that ever important subscribe button so you can be notified every time a new episode drops and thanks again to alex uh for coming on the, the wrestling with john's podcast thank you again to our sponsor turnbuckle tv and we'll catch up with you all again soon